Welcome to A to Z Sports Powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Luke Warsham in for Zach Bingham today. Make sure you follow us all over social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok. We're everywhere. By the way, TikTok starting next week for Titans training camp. Big asset for what we're going to be doing this year. So make sure you're following us everywhere you possibly can. Let's thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the area, uh, five-plus hours in the weight room at mandu.com. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai for your new ride. Head out to Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle for your brand new hardwood floors and finishings. They are at calvinandsubtle.com and the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So uh, the latest, uh, Dom says, I heard Texas A&M can stop Texas from joining. Texas A&M, uh, it's no surprise that they are excited about being and really love the fact that they're the only team and school in Texas to be in the SEC, Ross Bjork. I thought a really interesting part of this entire story, Luke, is how the news came out. Wednesday, SEC Media Days, uh, it, it happened because the Houston Chronicle had a source leaked to them that this was working where Texas and Oklahoma were preparing themselves to leave the Big 12 for the SEC. During Media Days, Greg Sankey went on the show, 3HL, with our friends there and would not answer any questions about it. But normally at SEC Media Days, Luke, it's the head coach of the football team and two or three players, two this year because of yeah. COVID. But all of a sudden, Ross Bjork goes all full Vince McMahon and just shows up <laughs> off stage and then all of a sudden is talking with Paul Feinbaum on the SEC Network. And I'm like, how did the AD of Texas A&M just surprise arrive in Hoover conveniently on the same day and around the yeah. same time that this news breaks? He must have just got on the first flight out of College Station to get to Hoover, Alabama, which is not like an easy trip. Or he knew this was going to come and made the trip ahead of time. What did you think of the way that this uh, this news came out on Wednesday? I think just about everybody is in agreement. Like you said, this was a very, you know, quote-unquote, convenient time for this news to come out with it being right in the middle of SEC media days, especially when you consider some of the uh, follow-up reports that we've seen since then, such as the fact that this has been in works or in the works for months. This is not some new development that – the Houston Chronicle stumbled upon. This was a very strategic time for uh, Oklahoma or Texas, whoever, I would assume Texas, since it was the Houston Chronicle, whoever leaked this information. It was strategic for them because, like you said, you've got all these reporters in one place. You've got the entire SEC uh, descending upon the state of Alabama this week. And that's where the publicity is going to come from. And as I'm sure we'll get into, no, as I know we'll get into throughout the rest of the show, uh, publicity is a big factor in all of this. And so it is not surprising that the news would leak at a time where uh, we're up to notch 10 in terms of SEC publicity. Uh, yeah, for sure. So I do find it interesting, and I did see this morning, that in order for Texas or Oklahoma uh, and Oklahoma to leave the Big 12, they would have to pay the Big 12 $76 million each. Now, what that, why that number is the where is the number that it's at is because that would be the revenue uh, over the next two years that the Big 12 would pay out to each school. So that's how that's set up. And it's not like the, the Texas and Oklahoma can't leave the Big 12 and just pop in the SEC all of a sudden. It's an 18-month process for the change to happen and a $76 million cost uh, for uh, the two schools to leave the Big 12. So it's expensive. Is it worth it? Uh, I feel like it's probably worth it because of what the SEC will be able to pay Texas and Oklahoma more than what uh, the Big 12 is paying those two schools. But it, it, it does take a lot of cost. Uh, out of the gates for the two schools to pay that off to make it all happen. So uh, the eight uh, other members of the Big 12 did meet yesterday without Texas. And I thought that the biggest thing out of that was they want to know the motivation of why they want to leave the Big 12. Is it financially motivated only or is it uh, a lot of discomfort and displeasure with how the Big 12 is moving and what it's doing? But uh, I do want to know, Luke, 
you say you think this move, Texas and Oklahoma potentially joining the SEC, would not fix college yeah. football's biggest problem. I want to hear this. That's right. So, you know, college football, I think we realized this after uh, last season, the 2020 season. College football's biggest problem is the same thing that plagued the NBA a few years ago, and it's this business about every season is a predetermined outcome. You're going to have the same four or five teams in the playoffs. Uh, you know, take your pick. Either Notre Dame or Oklahoma is going to get curb stomped by either Alabama or Clemson, and then one of those two teams is going to be hoisting the trophy at the end of the year. For the last several years, college football has been a predetermined outcome, and that makes for a boring product. Unless you are a diehard fan of a team like, like Tennessee, you know, maybe you're you're an alum or something like that. If you're like me and you have no ties to any uh, college football program, I'm a Belmont guy. I have no tie to any college football yeah. program. And if you're like me, there's no real reason to be interested in college football or, or to, to get behind any kind of team because it's been a predetermined outcome, just like the NBA was when the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cap Cavaliers ran the league for three or four years. Yeah, the, the, the Warriors and then the NBA LeBron has fixed their problem yeah. partially. Yeah, the, and the NBA has, has fixed their problem partially because of some players aging out, contracts expiring, and that sort of thing. But this doesn't fix that problem for college football. This does not increase the parity in the sport. Uh, I think that an expanded playoff would certainly go to increasing the parity in the sport. But all this does is just kind of create a jumbled mess. And I think especially within the SEC, if you take some of the middling schools in the SEC like Tennessee, like Ole Miss, like Mississippi State, I think it only pushes those schools further down the totem pole rather than elevating them or giving them any kind of extra push and so what you've got is a jumbled mess and a cluster in the SEC, and, and then you leave the Big 12 wide open to be won by a school like Kansas or, or Texas Tech or something like that. So, you know, I, I, I think what this would do, and I just saw a new report that came out like 15 minutes ago that I want to read here in a second about it, but and I, I do appreciate Brandon uh, uh, Tupper, apparently, Luke Warsham, Luke Warsham, Luke yeah. Warsham there, uh, making its way to the morning show, but I, I do feel like if this happens, this will only accelerate the expansion of college football playoff, that if you do have 16 teams in the SEC, and you have, and you add another team that is a routine, predetermined college football playoff uh, participant in Oklahoma, to the SEC now that you need to get more SEC teams in, and I think it, it accelerates that that fact. So I do want to read this new report that, report that's come out from a prominent Big Twelve source, and this is coming via Kirk Bowles, uh, who works at Austin, Texas, in the media. I want to read you his tweet about the the latest uh, with this uh, discussion about Texas and Oklahoma joining the. Uh, SEC potentially. But first, real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Head to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefits, uh, whether it's creating extra cash flow for your family or renting out property that you already own, uh, creating long-term equity, which means long-term wealth, or finding that right rental property for your situation, whether your son or daughter or you yourself, renterswarehouse.com is where to go. And I want to tell you a little bit about our friends at BetMGM. They are the king of sports books. And right now, if you download the BetMGM app, if you sign up today, go in, use the code A to Z sports. You're going to receive a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks. Risk-free $600 bet. It's going to be hard to beat that. So if you can use the promo code A to Z sports, go sign up today for the Bet MGM app. All right, so here we go, Luke. Uh, I, I do want to get to this uh, real quick. Uh, the latest on the Texas and Oklahoma discussion around uh, the SEC. This from Kirk uh, Bowles, who's a who is a reporter in the Austin, Texas area. He says a prominent Big Twelve source tells the America Statesman where he works. The Texas-Oklahoma move to the SEC is almost done. Quote, they've been working on this for a minimum of six months. 
and the Texas A&M leadership was left out of discussions and wasn't told about it. And that's the end of the quote. And Kirk uh, continues with, a move could become official in a week, Luke. Like, in a week. So that is moving fast. That uh, And I find it very interesting that they've been working on it for a minimum of six months. It could happen in a week. And they just flat out gave the cold shoulder and left Texas A&M sitting on the sidelines for this. What do you think about that? Well, I actually have a clarifying question for you because I saw that same report this morning when I was scrolling through Twitter, and it's partially what I was referencing when I mentioned that this is something that's been in the works for a while. When we, when when that report says and when we say that Texas A&M was left in the dark, are, are we meaning that Oklahoma and, and Texas are leaving them in the dark or that the SEC and having these conversations are leaving them in the dark? And I'd also be curious, like, were other SEC teams left in the dark? Like, did Tennessee know about this? Yeah, right. Well, I, it's a great question. And I honestly have no idea because Texas A&M is the one player who could stop this from happening. And they could they could build some allies. And, and, I'll, and I'll mention like that. I'll get into how A&M can use their wants to prevent this from happening by teaming up with other SEC schools. Because the, – they need 11 of the 14 to say yes. So that means Texas A&M and three others have to agree to say, no, we don't want Texas and we don't want Oklahoma. So I do find your, your question intriguing because I have no idea. You would think it would be Texas and Oklahoma together talking with SEC officials back channeling, maybe behind the backs of the majority of the institution. So here's how, if I'm Texas A&M, here's how you have to approach this. You have to go out there and get at least three other schools to jump on board. I think Missouri makes a lot of sense because Missouri probably does not want to have Texas and Oklahoma rejoin them because they were just there anyway. Arkansas, I think, is a player in this because Arkansas recruits mostly out of the state of Texas with its proximity to the state border. So I think Arkansas is there, but the real key is going to the east. It's going to Kentucky. It's going to South Carolina, and it's going to the Florida Gators, and really Georgia. But Georgia's not as important in this if I'm A&M. If I'm A&M, I go to Kentucky, South Carolina, and Florida. I need those three guys to join me and say no. Why is that? Because right now, Kentucky does not want Louisville to be a part of the SEC. South Carolina does not want Clemson to be a part of the SEC. And Florida does not want Florida State or another school in the state of Florida to be a part of the SEC. And if if they can say, hey, we'll have your back if you have ours, then that's the only way A&M can fight this thing from happening because it feels like it's moving fast and it feels like it's going to happen. Yeah, that makes a lot of that makes a lot of sense when you explain it that way. And I think even beyond the whole, you know, the the all boys club or the all girls club, you know, we're going to have our our exclusive thing, and nobody else is getting in, and let's band together to keep it this way. I think beyond that whole interest of of keeping the other in state teams out of the SEC, I, like like I said earlier, I, I think teams that are sort of in the middle, not quite the peak, but also not quite the Vanderbilts of the SEC have an interest in keeping these two schools out as well for the sake of parity and giving themselves a chance. Because like I said a minute ago, if you're Ole Miss, if you're Mississippi State, if you're Tennessee, at least for right now, if you have Oklahoma and Texas A&M in your division or, or, or in the bigger picture of the conference, you're toast. Not that you weren't already toast, mm-hmm. but you're really, really toast at this point. Right, yeah. So uh, Aaron says, whoa, wait a minute, Austin. You're saying Arkansas is out of this. I'm not saying Arkansas is out of this. I, I was saying that from if I'm Texas A&M, who can I recruit to-, to join my side to block Texas and Oklahoma? And really, it's about Texas. Oklahoma is in a different state, obviously, but it's still a, par- a player in recruiting uh, the state of Texas, where Texas A&M has the only SEC flag planted at this moment. They don't want any other any other. Uh, school to have that same SEC flag in the state. So I, I think Arkansas would be a a player to recruit for AM to block this. So let's go ahead and ask this question because I did want to read that update uh, about uh, from Kirk Bowles about how it's been in the work for six months and it could happen next week, right? So that's pretty impressive 
uh, to hear there. So here's the first question, guys, and I'll go ahead and post this in the stream. Are you for or against the SEC adding Texas and Oklahoma potentially? So are you for or against uh, Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC potentially? Luke, I'll let you go ahead uh, and answer this question with your opinion on this one. Real quick, first, while we're waiting for some comments to pour in on this, there's one comment I wanted to pull up here from Ethan Ramsey talking about what what we were just saying. It makes sense from a competitive standpoint to keep Texas and Oklahoma out, but money talks very loud. And so I I just want to use those those three schools I keep bringing up, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and University of Tennessee. What do those three teams, those schools, Austin, gain from Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC? Is it – purely monetary is it only the pocketbook that is gaining from this because that's kind of how i look at it at least from the from the context of those schools not yeah. the big picture of this decision um i think it would potentially the reworking of their schedule would, would yeah. that could be something more for tennessee and i'll get to that later on because i have the geographical pod works that I think makes the most sense for the 16 team super league. Uh, but I, I, it's really financially is everything. And financially it's, it's a big deal for all these schools to get even more money. I did see somebody asks a question. I'll, let's see if I can find it uh, by scrolling back up. Cause they asked about the, uh, the TV money that comes down to this. Uh, and I did uh, read this morning that the big 12, with a contract and a thing that's already been signed. Yeah, Renault, how does this affect media rights between the SEC and the Longhorn Network? Well, what I read this morning is that the Big 12 would hang on to the media rights of Texas and Oklahoma through 2025. So that that's a big deal if media dollars and TV dollars uh, do not uh, – play into this fact for a yeah. couple of years and, and the how athletic, that really increases. Yeah. The athletic had a report yesterday that Oklahoma and Texas would potentially be willing to wait until 2025 to do this, which is just utterly bizarre to me that we're talking about a five-year plan here. I mean, that's just, that's ridiculous. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And Texas sports, uh, 1015 brings up the, the same report that we read a few minutes ago about from Kirk Bowles, which has just gotten tweeted, retweeted by Darren Ravel and a lot of other people. So that, that report from Kirk Bowles is about to take off and be a, uh, big time talking point this morning. So let's go back and answer the question and get your guys' comments. Uh, are you for or against, uh, Texas and Oklahoma potentially joining the SEC. Ed says they're obviously going somewhere. The Big Ten would take them. So the Big Ten, uh, Ed there, right, uh, with Jeff maybe. Aaron says he's against. Clayton says for it if it expands the playoffs, which I think is a good comment. Marie says against. Brad says sure, I like it. Uh, Billy says more losses for Tennessee and Vandy. Tom says against with all my heart and soul and everything <laughs> else I could give. Everything else Tom can give. He's got everything. What would you do? to keep Texas and, and, uh, and Oklahoma outside. Big Ten Jeff says he's against, just because I don't want the Big 12 to fade away, which is something that I'll talk about here in a second. Ed says it would be a great move for the SEC. Uh, Brian says, I could see this becoming more like men's basketball in and out of the bubble conversation with football playoffs and uh, no one more powerful than the SEC brand. Uh, G-Men says, four, you can't turn down those teams Way more positive than negative. Brad says it's all about the money. Shrike says four NCAA is sinking. A league has to form, uh, has to form to replace. Grab the power now and stay the strongest. Danny says against. Uh, I think it's dumb on their part. Playoffs will be expanding, so why not stay in their own conference? Uh, Ethan says if this merger goes through, the playoff format would have to change. So he's for it. Well, the playoff format's changing regardless of whether this happens. Right. So, um, so Luke, what's your opinion? Are you for or against this thing potentially happening? Which feels like uh, it's moving big, that way. Big against, Austin. Big against. Yeah, I, I, big against this. And it partially comes down to the fact that I'm a traditionalist with just about everything. And when I look at the SEC, I think of Florida. I think of Alabama. I think of Tennessee and, and, and you know, the history and – and, and the culture and all of that. And I think you start to lose some of that tradition when you just open the gate wide open and say, all right, come on in, everybody that's remotely good. 
Texas, you won a national championship 15 years ago. Come on in. Oklahoma, you make the playoffs a few times the last five years. Come on in. Right. When that becomes your attitude, you lose the, the specialness of, of the SEC. You know, it, it just means more. Right. Well, it's going to stop meaning more if you let anybody and everybody in just because they're going to pay you and just because they're going to make you money and just because they're remotely good. You start to lose what you have, what you've built in terms of an SEC culture. And beyond that as well, what is ha- I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, man, college football needs a shakeup and, and, and this is the shakeup that, that they desperately need. OK, when a tornado ravages a city. Yeah, that's a shakeup. But no one wants that shakeup to happen because houses are destroyed. Lives are destroyed. Shrapnel is left everywhere. And so you don't need a tornado. You might need a shakeup of some kind. Like you might want to add a, a, an extra room to your house. Or, or if there's a, a public nuisance, you might want to get rid of that. But you don't just send a tornado down the middle of the city. And I feel like that's what, what this is doing. You know, If you're wanting a shakeup of college football, this is not the way to go about it. Uh, old Vault, this is a great comment. Just how will this help South Carolina, Mizzou, Vandy, Tennessee, Kentucky, and the Mississippi School? Exactly. This is, this is pure horseshit. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's I what I've been it. saying. Right. So it's – look. It's uh, it's a funny comment to say that, but it's all about money, man. And I think I, I think there's there are two things I've I've already mentioned that this would this move Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC would accelerate the expansion of the college football playoff, and it'll do one other big thing. And so I am for Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. I am for it, Luke. Because there are two things that I think should happen. One, I do think college football playoff expansion should happen now. I've been pro four-team exclusivity for years, and Zach won't get off my ass about that, about my change to it. But that's how I feel now. I'm for the expansion of the college football playoff. And you know what I'm really for? The death of the NCAA. And I'll tell you why I think this helps us get to the death of the NCAA, but first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. If you want to have death to your current and old car, go to Wilson County Hyundai and upgrade that thing with a great vehicle, whether it's an SUV or a sedan or whatever they have to offer, they can fit your needs at Wilson County Hyundai and WilsonCountyHyundai.com in Lebanon. Just a quick trip. Uh, I exit 236 off I-40 in Lebanon. It's a great drive out there, very pretty drive out there in God's country. But Wilson County Hyundai can set you up and find the right deal for you. They're not just about selling a car. They're about making your life better with the right vehicle at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. And if you're someone who has constantly been in the stream of social media and, and seeing nothing but lines for sports games and, and betting information, and you've thought to yourself for a long time that, that this is something that you want to get into or try out, then I've got the perfect way for you to try it out, the perfect way to get your feet wet, and that is with BetMGM. If you get their app today, if you sign up and use that promo code that's on your screen, A to Z Sports, you're going to get a risk-free bet up to $600. Doesn't mean you have to to go $600. It's a risk-free bet up to $600. It's a great way to get your feet wet in the sports betting world. Again, get the BetMGM app. Use the promo code A to Z Sports. And if you're already a big sports betting guy or girl, well, then fantastic. If you've never used BetMGM before, you need to switch over to them. This promo code will work for you as well if you're a first-time user. Right there, uh, Luke Warsham is in for Zach Bingham today. Uh, we're talking about the potential move, which seems like it's going to happen with Texas and Oklahoma uh, potentially joining the SEC. We read the report that this has been in the works for six months, and it could become official as soon as next week. So I mentioned the death of the NCAA. Obviously, they would have to expand the playoff if you add a six, if you have a 16 team conference and it being the SEC, where you need to have Oklahoma, Alabama, and then a rotation of Georgia, LSU, or Florida might all be deserving of a college football playoff berth uh, in any given year. So that could be four 
SEC schools. And if Steve Sarkeesian is as good of a coach as I think he can be at Texas, then Texas could have a chance to really get back to their prominence. As Luke mentioned, they were 15 years ago with Vince Young and Mac Brown. So they have to expand the playoff if that happens. There's been a lot of talk about the 12-team playoff recently, so I like that. But this really accelerates the death of the NCAA because we've always kind of had in our mind of the Power Five can split away from everybody else and create their own super division of college football and say screw and F the NCAA and go make their own rules and do everything. If the SEC does this, you bet your ass the Big Ten's going to do this. And if the Big Ten's going to do it, we all know that the Pac-12 is going to try to follow because that's what the Pac-12 did last year in COVID. They just followed all the Big Ten's things and decisions that they made. And the ACC is absolutely going to do this. And you have the schools that are worthy of the uh, AAC, the American Athletic Conference, that I think will be scooped up by some bigger conferences. So I think what this will do, the Big 12 will probably dissolve or merge with the Pac-12 uh, the notable schools remaining, you have the ACC will scoop up a couple schools uh, from uh, like like UCF and maybe uh, a Memphis or something, and the Big Ten will get the, the their pickings from the Big 12, and you're going to have four super conferences with a minimum of 16 teams. And so how does this help the, the middle, lower level SEC schools? It gets them a seat at that table. You want to be at that table. You want to be at the table of the big 64-team Super uh, League and not be left out of that because there are going to be some schools left out of it. Like uh, basketball, I don't know if basketball is enough to keep Kansas around. But Notre Dame, yeah, absolutely going to join the, the, the ACC to be a part of them. And the Big Ten needs to go find who they want to pick. But the, the NCAA, I think, will no longer be uh, the future of college football if this happens and Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC. Here's my thing with that, though. If what we're trying to accomplish is to make a more equitable college football experience for all teams, then the way to do that is not to put all of those teams in, a, in an arena and have them fight each other. You know, if you've got if you've got 10 teams or entities or, or whatever you want to talk about, and you're wanting to, to sort of spread the wealth and keep all 10 at a, at a good strength, the way to do that is not throw them in a cage and have them fight each other and start to make each other weaker. And that's what's going to happen here is, you know, you, you can throw the idea. Now, granted, if, if your proposal happens, this goes out the window already. But, but if this happens, you can throw out the window the idea of a 12-team playoff where you've got – or a 10-team playoff or an 18-team playoff where you've got – you know, conference champions and then a few at-large uh, bids going into the college football playoff, that goes out the window because you don't care who wins the Big 12 at well, this point because it's going to be a sham anyway. Well, he, here's so, a way – here's something – not to cut you off, Luke, but here's something that I think could happen. If, you, if we do get to the four 16-team conferences for the Super League – now you create extra revenue because you don't just have an SEC championship. Game. Oh, there's that revenue. There's the revenue. Yeah, revenue, again. man. That's like what you this don't, is all about. You don't just have an SEC championship game, Luke. You have an SEC football championship tournament because you take four teams from that 16-team league and have a semifinals and a championship game, and then you have the Big Ten, the ACC, and the merged whatever West Conference do the same thing. And so now we basically get a sweet 16 that gets us into an even bigger tournament to where now if you're the fourth team in one of these super conferences, you have a chance to go on a run and win a national championship, which basically turns us into a 16-team playoff, but it gives a lot of opportunity around the country. That's what I, I feel think. Like I feel like we're getting way ahead of ourselves, though, with this. I mean, the topic at hand is should, should Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC – we're sitting here talking about, well, years down the road. That's, this that's happens, right. This, this is what's going to happen. Like, this is the first big domino. To Like, we thought about this almost 10 years ago when re, excuse me, when restructure happened in the SEC and West Virginia joined the Big 12 and the Big East flew away. Like, we talked about this potential, and now I think it's actually becoming a reality. I think it's it's coming down the pike, 
and we have to be ready for it. See, I think all of this just exists in fantasy land because the NCAA is notorious for dragging its feet with stuff. Well, I mean, you know what? The, 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 this is what I'm saying. The, the NCAA is dead to all of these teams. They don't give a damn about the NCAA. They haven't given a damn about the NCAA for years. They are going to say, screw off NCAA and Mark Emmerich. We're doing our own thing. We're going to make way more money. We're going to have a more entertaining product. It's not going to have an eight-month hibernation offseason where you're going to be able to do a lot more. They're going to be able to pay players legitimately, not just off of NIL. There's so many other opportunities to make this college football even bigger. It's going to look more professional, but it'll still be with universities and college students. But it's it's and Ethan says if this happens, this inevitable change will go from 30 miles per hour to 80. This is a massive domino of Texas and Oklahoma bolting out of the Big 12. But my, my fundamental disagreement, I'm going to pull that comment back up, is this one word right here, inevitable. I don't think any of this is inevitable. I think if you keep it like the status quo and just make it an 18 playoff, then you're fine. Like, I don't think this is necessarily inevitable. And we're just assuming that this is going to happen anyway. And that by adding Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, that that just accelerates it. Well, so it accelerates it. I'm not saying it's going to happen in the next five years, but I think the future of college football looks like four super conferences with 16 teams in each conference with 64 total, and they do their own thing. They split away from the NCAA and do whatever the hell they want to and create a massive playoff system that gets more teams involved, and obviously the big deal is more money involved for everybody. Do do you think that the the players involved in this decision, the Texas brass, the Oklahoma brass, and the SEC brass, do you think that what you're talking about is in their heads? Do you think that they're thinking about that, or are they just saying to themselves, well, this is a good way to make money and add some good brands to the SEC? I think they understand that this could be a potential down the road, and that if they want to get towards being their own – like. because all of these presidents and conference commissioners and athletic directors, they all hate the NCAA. All of them. They hate it. And they don't want to be a part of it. They want to run their own rules because they can make their own money and be damned with their stupid rules and uh, you know long investigations that never really have timely consequences or results, right? They want to do whatever they want to do. And so I think they will want to work towards that being a possibility. And I think this is a big step. Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC is a big step towards that because now you have your first 16-team conference. I just don't I just don't know that that's necessary or helpful. Like, is that what people want? I'll it's, ask you. We, it's we've, what got, the pe- we've got it's people what, in here with us. Is that what you all want? I mean, we can ask that question. Do you guys want the the a Super League? Do you guys want all of your big college football to separate from the NCAA and do whatever they want to do? Because I say, yeah. I, it'll change things. But again, like it's you got a no from Jabu. You got a yes from Mikey. Shrike says, for the NCAA to die, yes. <laughs> Billy says no. Louis says yes. Bob says hell no. Roy says, no, I think it's fine the way that it is. Rob says, they don't care about your feelings, Luke. Jabu says, unless it's regional, I can do without it. Orange Crush says, absolutely. No from Colton. Uh, Hell yes from G-Man. Brent says, yes. Danny says, I want the NCAA gone, but I don't don't want super conferences. That's how you get the NCAA gone. Because you have to get as much power (laughs) possible in to have a super conference. Skill Will says, of course. Jeff says, yes, the Sooners have graduated from the Big 12. No, hell no. You'd have to add Alabama and Auburn to the East. We'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, Juan says, there are strength in numbers. Get the NCAA the hell out of here. Uh, G-Man says, if you're scared, go to church. David screams, no. Uh, Orange Crush says, Greg Sankey is running things and everybody knows it. Greg Sankey is a really, really sharp guy. And he knows everything that's going on. He just knows exactly what to say to not tee it up. So Luke, let's go ahead and get to this because I do feel like we've kind of moved forward in our conversation from what we've 
been discussing. So let's talk about pods because okay. I, I think I have the best way for the pod system to be set up for the addition of Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC for the initial six team, uh, 16 team SEC. But first, let me tell you guys about Bone and Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. You need to know who to trust and where to go whenever that injury happens in life. That's simply the Bone and Joint Institute because they do everything right there in their one facility, whether it's the clinics, the diagnosis, all of the imaging and testing, the surgery center itself, and the rehab facility right there at boneandjointtn.org. And I want to tell you again about BetMGM. If you sign up for BetMGM today, if you download the app and use the promo code A to Z Sports, it's right there on your screen, you're going to get a risk-free bet of up to $600. And that is fantastic because all these things we're talking about, uh, the SEC, uh, the NFL season, it's all right around the corner. So you want to hop in right now and take hold of that $600 risk-free bet while you can. And that's because BetMGM is the king of sports books. Well, Luke, we got some new breaking news here on this show. Uh, as somebody pointed out in the comments, and it made me be like, wait, what? Jabu says the Cleveland Indians just changed their name in the middle of July to the Cleveland Guardians. Well, that's a real thing. That It's not April Fool's. It's a real thing. The Cleveland Indians put out. Yeah, I see this. The Cleveland Guardians, <laughs> just just out of the blue. I mean, just out of literal left field. Like, I guess, while it's the right day to do it, it's a Friday and nobody, everybody's talking about college football and Texas and Oklahoma, and you just say, eh, let's just go to the Guardians. <laughs> like, I, think, I think this makes Washington look silly because they decided that they needed two years to exist as the Washington football team. Whereas well, Cleveland, maybe they'll just take over the Guardians too and just do it as well. I don't, I don't know. The Washington but, Guardians. I think that has uh, a better ring to it than the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, strange. Out of left field, but hey, the Indians are now the Guardians, uh, so they'll have to go sell a bunch of new merch and change their jerseys over pretty quick. So back they, to they the can, uh, they, back they to can the, continue. They can sorry. They they can continue to uh, to underperform under a new guise. So very exciting for Major League Baseball. Right. So all right. I think this is the best idea of how to create a 16-team SEC pods. You have four pods with four teams in each pod. And I think the way the, the easiest way to do it is geographical sense. So here's what I saw on Twitter. This is the four pods. So let's work from our left and go to the right. So right. on the left, on the left pod in this map, you have Oklahoma. Arkansas, Texas, and Texas A&M. Right there in the center of your screen, you have uh, uh, you have Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Alabama, and LSU. Above that pod, you have Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. And then on the bottom right, you have Auburn, Georgia, South Carolina, and Florida. Luke, geographically, this is very illogical, don't you think? It looks like clean. It. it looks very th- clean. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. And and you're also not uh, really overloading anyone. I mean, the the bottom right quadrant there and, and the, the true southeast has Alabama and Georgia. Well, so Auburn, obviously- Auburn, Georgia, and Florida. That's – yeah. Auburn, Georgia, Florida is a tough one. LSU, Alabama in the same one. And then you have um, Texas A&M and then Oklahoma on the left with Arkansas. But geographically, that's the way to do it, right? Um, Because it might look – go ahead. The big big winner here looks to me to be Tennessee fans who stay away from Georgia, Alabama, and Florida like that. And and Oklahoma. And Texas. Yes. So again, look, you're going to play a lot of people. So I, I did yeah, see this yeah. from Joe Rex Road, and I want to see what you guys think. Uh, the North Pod kind of sucks, Ethan says. Uh, they Jeff says they wouldn't split up Alabama and Auburn. Uh, so I, I ha- I'm going to take this from our buddy Joe Rex Road of the Athletic. 
who came up with a scheduling system for pods, right? And he says, let's go 10-game schedule. With a 10-game conference schedule, you play your three pod opponents in, in your own pod. Then you have a rotator of two teams from all three other pods. So now we're at nine. And then you have one cross pod permanent opponent. How does that sound? Cross pod permanent opponent. It's a lot of alliteration. Is is that the way for Tennessee to continue to endure the blunt of Alabama every single year? Well, no, because Alabama and Auburn are currently in the geographical pod or in opposite pods. So with this, with this setup, here are the rivalries you can keep in the permanent cross-pod opponents, and that would be the Iron Bowl. You can keep uh, the Egg Bowls in pod, but you Arkansas-Missouri can still be their rivalry. Florida okay. and LSU can still continue, and Tennessee and Georgia can be their cross-pod. Uh, and and uh, did I say Florida? Yeah, Florida and LSU would be that as well. But um, that would be how I would set it up. And then obviously more than that, everybody's going to have a cross-pod permanent opponent. But you'd have to create some new rivalries too. But I think that's the way you save the Iron Bowl. You save the uh, Georgia and Auburn have played every year uh, since the beginning of time. And so uh, I think that's the right way to go about it. Um, That makes sense where you can save those rivalries, but you're still going to play – a lot like you're playing 10 teams yeah. from the league, right? So I, I think yeah. even with the rotation, the two pod rotation from everybody, you're still playing a really tough schedule, regardless. I really like this. Like, like the, the more I look at it, the more I think about it, I think this I'll makes a lot up. of sense. Because one of my sort of fundamental gripes, if you will, with college football is the scheduling. It's complete nonsense that a school has a great degree of autonomy over creating their schedule. I think it's patently absurd. I mean, imagine that in the NFL, for example, if if Mike Vrabel got to make the Titans schedule. Like, that just sounds absurd. Right. And so having more structure in place and having more of a predetermined list of opponents and games you have to play makes a lot of sense and I really like the pods that you created because I think it increases parity uh I think it makes for some interesting matchups locally I don't love losing Tennessee Florida every year I think yeah, that but packs again, more of a punch like, and, and that than would Tennessee be, Georgia but yeah, you're gonna lose something right because you can't just yeah. play everything and there's no right way to do east versus west and so and I agree with Strike. No one's going to yeah. allow a pod to be Kentucky, Missouri, Vandy, and Tennessee. But again, like there's there's gonna be someone's gonna be bitching about something regardless. But even with these pods and the way Rex Road has his schedule set up, which I think is the right way, 10 game schedule, you're playing everybody every other year. Like, so if you I'll pull it back up again. So let's just use this as an example. Let's say let's use Tennessee as an example because that's probably the majority of people watching this. Tennessee. Every year plays Kentucky, Missouri, Vandy. They have their cross-pot opponent as Georgia. Let's just use that one because I think Florida would want to keep their LSU cross-pot opponent. So every year they're playing two other teams from that South pod. So they're either playing South Carolina and Auburn or South Carolina and Florida. And so they're going to get a lot of games against Florida and Auburn and South Carolina because they're cross pods, Georgia. So when it comes, they'll play Alabama every other year because they'll play Alabama in a Mississippi school or a Mississippi school in LSU every other year that flip flops. And the same thing goes for the West pods too. So I think that's the right way to do it. It's just, everybody's going to bitch about something regardless of how it's set up. But but everybody's doing that right now anyway, and I think you might even cut down on that with, with this plan in place. Yeah, no doubt. So I, you know, all right. Let's let's do one more question for everybody because uh, there was the um, there was the report that came out. I'll reread the report about that came out this morning about where this is going. I just want to know everybody's prediction. Does Oklahoma and Texas officially join the SEC before or in, in, before August? We've got so we seven mean days. like 
when you by that you mean like declare their intent yes, and the paperwork's yes, all yes. signed doesn't necessarily obviously they can't play there this year but it okay. would be a, a minimum of 18 months is what it is what okay. is. so i want everybody's prediction prediction time do you think texas and oklahoma will announce their joining of the mm-hmm. sec before we hit august before we do that, let me tell you guys about Calvin and Subtle. CalvinandSubtle.com. I don't have the hardwood floor samples in my house like Zach does, but I do know that they do fantastic work in the Nashville and middle mid-state area. If you want to upgrade your home uh, with brand-new flooring, check out Calvin and Subtle. They do a great job of being efficient with their jobs and getting in your house, getting the estimate back to you, doing the job, and getting the heck out of your house. Because doing housework is a nuisance on you who has to live there. And so you don't want to go through weeks and weeks of getting your floors redone. You want that to be the best process possible. And that is what Calvin and Subtle prides themselves with. And also uh, the quality of their product as well. Go to uh, CalvinandSubtle.com or call 615-448-6414. Again, CalvinandSubtle.com. And I want to tell you one more time about BetMGM because as I've been talking about all throughout the show, if you get the app today and use the promo code A to Z Sports, you're going to get a risk-free bet of up to $600. And that's an absolutely fantastic deal. Whether you're someone who is an experienced sports better and you're looking to try out a different platform or, or, or you just like this this promotion and you want to take advantage of that. Or if you're new to this and it's something that you've been wanting to get your feet wet for a while, this is also a great opportunity for you. Wherever you are in terms of sports betting, uh, you need to check out BetMGM. You need to use our promo code because BetMGM is the king of sports books. A to Z Sports here live on this Friday. We'll get to Ain't That Good News, but the question is, official prediction time, do you think Texas and Oklahoma – will join the SEC or announce their decision to join the SEC before we get to August 1st. It is July 23rd, so we're really, really close to August 1st, uh, Luke, here. And so, uh, you know, it's going to happen pretty quick here. So uh, let's uh, read some comments here. Um, Jeff says no. Ethan says yes. David, no. Darren, no. Ed says yes. Dom says yes, it'll happen. Louis says yes, it'll happen. Billy says no. Mikey says yes, it'll be announced, and they'll start playing for two years. So Mikey's saying the 2023 football season, which I think makes sense uh, for me. Uh, Maurice says no. Danny says if the SEC is into it and the reports seem so, so yes. Brent says yes. G-Man says yes. It's rolling now and can't be stopped. Might be August 15th, though. Uh, Keith says no. It's perfect how it is. Keith, the only person I think that thinks college football is perfect how it is. <laughs> Keith, Kev, maybe it's Kev, my bad. Kev, it ain't perfect. It, it is not perfect, and there's a lot of work to do, be done with college football. Skill Will says, yes, the national championship comes through the SEC in Texas and Oklahoma. Know this. David says, yes. Uh, Aaron says, yes. Uh, that's a great idea, Austin. Get ready for my good news this week. Uh, so uh, Dom says 2023 or 2024. Strike says that as well. Luke, what's your official prediction? I'm going to say no, but more as a technicality. Like I feel like this could take 10, 11, or 12 days, and we don't have that left in the month of July. I think it's going to be very soon. That certainly seems to be where all of the news that is being reported is heading. I I just think that, what, so it's July 23rd. We've got basically a week left. Yep. Uh, I just – would be uh, wary of pulling the trigger on something so soon. So I'm going to say no, but I don't think it'll come long after. Well, and we remember the report uh, that came out right before we yeah. started our show today. Yeah. This is Kirk Bowles, who covers uh, the Big 12 in Austin, Texas. He says, prominent Big 12 source tells the American statesman that Texas, Oklahoma move to the SEC is almost done. Quote, they've been working on this for a minimum of six months and the A&M leadership was, less, was left out of discussions and wasn't told about it, end quote, move could become official in a week. That's why I said, I mean, in a week, it's still July 30th or July 31st, where August 1st is another Sunday away. So I say yes. I think this happens. We've known about it 
this is day three, Luke, that we've known about this. And apparently they've been working on this for a minimum of six months. They got busy. And I think COVID was a big deal in this, right? I think, yeah. the, I think people saw how well Greg Sankey and the SEC offices handled COVID-19. And that's a part of leadership that they want to be a part of. And so I think, yeah, I, I, I think it happens not, pretty quickly. It's out, the cat's out of the bag. I think it's going to happen. It's not even so much that Sankey handled it well, which he did. It's that everyone else just totally dropped the ball on it. Well, and I heard Greg Sankey talking with 3HL um, a couple days ago after he denied every or declined to comment on every attempt that Don, Brent, and Slay attempted to ask him about this Texas-Oklahoma report. He said that um, you know his decision was he thought he had a timeline and uh, he missed his timeline on COVID announcement by a week or so, but he thought, you know, I, there's if I don't have to make a decision today, then don't make the, the decision today. And you just yeah. kind of went day by day like that, and he ended up coming out of it looking really clean and looking like a strong leader. And so I think it happens before we get to August. Uh, I And I know that report came out, and I know we read it, but knowing how these types of things work, I'm just hesitant to say that it's going to happen that quick. Not, not that I'm distrusting the report. I'm, I'm sure the report is accurate, but it says, you know, as soon as a week. It's not necessarily definitive. Yeah. I, the reason why I think it's real um, is like Ross Bjork just showing up at Media Day so fast, who is the Texas A&M athletic director. I think that means something. I think yeah. it means something. So footballscoop.com has put together a, a story based off of Kirk Bowles report saying Longhorns and Sooners expected to start the process of joining SEC next week. And I, I want it, to, it's st- the same uh, situation that we've been talking about, but uh, apparently uh, Pete Thamel added to this a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to, to find the excerpt. Thamel goes on to add the conference, the confidence of them being able to join the SEC is strong despite the fact that everyone and their mother knows A&M will strongly object, as Ross Bjork publicly stated, uh, that he wants to remain the only SEC school. Thamel adds that the ACC and, quote, other leagues also made inquiries about adding the two football giants as well through back channels, and those talks have been going on for about a year. So that Texas and Oklahoma are ready to get the hell out. And they've been yeah. working on this for a, a lot longer than maybe we really understand. So I did think that was interesting there. So all right. So something, well, something real quick that we haven't really yeah. discussed is we did talk about that Texas A&M is going to do everything in their power to keep this from happening. Do you think there's any remote chance that they're successful in that? Sorry, say it one more time. You cut out for a second. Yeah, so so Texas A&M we know is going to do everything in their power to keep this from happening. Or do you think they'll be successful in doing that? No, they can't. It's the rocks rolling too fast down the hill. You know, it, it they're going to be they're going to be pissed about it. But you know, they were in the same conference as these two schools for a long time. Uh, and I, you know, you got to think that they just have to pony up and uh, get more money and and be smarter with their decisions. So th- yeah. that's there's no way they're going to stop this, yeah. <clears throat> and they were successful uh, even, uh, you know, in the Big Twelve for a few years there too. So all right, A to Z Sports, Luke. Let's wrap up this week with Ain't That Good News. Every Friday we we tell and share our good news, but first let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15 minute workout equals five plus hours in the weight room. Your first workout is free at Mandu.com. It's a 15 minute workout full body electronic muscle stimulation uh, that goes a long way. You're putting all of the work on your muscles and zero of the work on your joints and stressing your body. It's a, it's seriously fantastic. Go check it out. It doesn't matter how fit you are, how out of shape you are, how young you are, how old you are, how injured you are. Mandu is for you at mandu.com. Mandu also made Austin Stanley a television star. So that's that's one other reason. You were in the commercial, right? Oh, for my commercial, yes. I was in a Mandu commercial. That was fun. I want to tell you about BetMGM one last time because if you sign up today for BetMGM, as we've been talking about all throughout the show, and you use the promo code on your screen, A to Z Sports, you're going to get a risk-free bet of up to $600 to use however you would like. And with football season right around the corner and baseball season in full swing, 
that is something that you will want to take full advantage of. Bet MGM is the king of sports books. All right, A to Z Sports ain't that good news to end every week. I'll read some of your good news. Uh, Jabu, oh, Jeff says, uh, I'm sorry, Jabu says, uh, Michigan still sucks, go Bucks. <laughs> Aaron says his good news at the Olympics in Tokyo, Japan, starting today. Uh, and I'm so excited to watch the Olympics in the opening ceremony. Jeff says good news. Ryan Day is up today for media days, and apparently Harbaugh is dying in November uh, when he loses to Ohio State again. Tom says the only good news I got is now the conference might have to rename and they'll leave the number out of the teams. That, that's, that's funny, too, because the Big 12 just has 10. The Big 10 has 14. And the Pac-12 – has 14. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Just figure something out. Uh, good news from Zach Goodman. It's finally not raining in Chattanooga. I was in Birmingham for uh, or Hoover for a couple days, and it rained until I was leaving. And so that, you know, that's fine. Uh, Louis says, good news. It's poker night. He's all in. Luke, what's your good news? <laughs> well, my good news kind of concerns the both of us. I think it's been a very exciting week in terms of uh, developments from the Titans. The fact that unlike last year where we were on this sort of awkward training camp rotation where one day I would go and one day you would go and no one really had a grasp on the team. And I had kind one of credential. Like, we had one yeah. credential and they had to share it because of COVID and every outlet just had one credential, but we had to split it between me, Luke, Zach and Buck. Yeah. And I kind of felt the whole year, like because of that, I didn't have a firm grasp on the character and makeup of the team. And and thanks to the improvements we've had as a nation with, with COVID-19, that won't be the case anymore. Uh, we will both be there uh, close to every single day, at least every day that each of us can make it there. And so that is very exciting. But in addition to that, no more Zoom. And that might be the, the greatest development of all of this is that after every practice, there will be in-person interviews not only with Mike Vrabel, but with players as well. And that's really exciting. I look forward to actually looking uh, Mike and, and, and some of the players in the eyes and maybe getting to write some, some more interesting stories than just what can come when I get called on to ask my question and a half in a Zoom call. Yeah, and uh, Luke's also going to be representing A to Z in Tampa. So that's going to be fun. When, right. the Titans do, when the Titans go down uh, to Tampa to, to practice a couple of days, against Tom Brady and the Bucks, Luke will be down there to give you guys great coverage. Uh, Dom says, who's going to be there September 12th for the A to Z tailgate party? Is there an A to Z tailgate party that you guys are setting up that I don't know about? Like, I mean, that's badass that there is, but. I'll, I'll be there. I don't know about a tailgate party. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zach and I have been working for our football season game day plans for the last couple of weeks. We're not quite ready to announce those officially yet, but feel very good about them. Uh, and then, you know, we, we've got a lot of things that we've been working on over the last month or so, especially in those two weeks uh, that we took off from the show to get things set up. Uh, my good news, Luke, was I was thinking about it. it the offseason is over. Like, we made it. Like, that's yeah, my good yeah. news is we made it through again. And this one felt faster than the last last year. I feel like it dragged on because of what COVID was. Mm -hmm. But this offseason felt fast. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but training camp is here. I need to get some new uh, like training camp like breathable uh, shirts to wear out because I'm going to be going almost every day. I need a, a deeper rotation of training <laughs> camp clothes. I need some new shoes to stand on my feet for three straight hours. Uh, and I need to get myself prepared. got to get sunscreen. got to get all this type of stuff for training camp that starts next week. I'm stoked about it. We made it to the offseason. So golf clap for everybody around. Guys, we survived another football offseason, and it's all full speed ahead from here. That's my good yeah. I've got this whole section of my closet that just went unused last year of, like, golf polos and khaki shorts and, you know, uh, uh, some, like, Under Armoury-style ball caps yeah. like because yeah. we didn't really have much of anything last year. So looking forward to, to breaking all that out on Wednesday. Because yes. Wednesday is, is when we when we'll, we'll be there for the first time. Yeah, and uh, also the Olympics too. The Olympics will be fun. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty pumped to watch the women's gym, gymnastics team. My wife has a pat has a history in gymnastics, so she like watches gymnastics like I watch football. Probably just maybe even smarter than I watch football. So it's really fun to watch 
Simone Biles and that whole crew. So uh, I'm big, going to be very excited to watch the Olympics over the next couple of weeks as well. So look, look, good stuff today. Great show. A lot of stuff happening with college football to wrap up this week. We will be back tomorrow. I'm sorry, Monday morning uh, as we start training camp week. Zach will be back as well. Buck Rising live today on the zone at 10. Uh, we've got tons of content going up this weekend. Read Luke's stuff at a to z sports And we'll see you guys Monday. Have a great weekend. Thanks. <laughs>